0: Welcome back, folks, to uh, another episode of Triple F, Fantasy Football Fiend. Looking forward to week seven of the NFL. Got a few things I want to talk about about last week. Uh... Starting with the Lions-Packers game, um, if you saw my tweet, you know how fired up I was about that. I was 100% going for the Lions. I have a dear friend who is a Lions fan um, and also picked the Lions in my Pick'em League. I do believe the Lions are the better team. I do believe the Packers were handed a division win, and I do believe that all penalties in the NFL should be able to be challenged. Now, with that said, I know what you're thinking. Well, if every penalty was challengeable, then we would just see every penalty being challenged. But it's not true because teams are limited to a certain amount of challenges. And if they're wasting it on calls, then they're going to get hurt. Um, but I just think that that if if those two calls would have been challenged, they would have sent the play to New York or whoever's reviewing, and they would have saw that clearly there was no hands to the face. It was it was very close. I can see what the refs saw on uh, during live play, but n- at no point did did flowers touch the man's face. It's it's ridiculous to think that San Francisco or that the Packers got. A first down two different times in two huge moments in the game, simply off of terrible calls. It won them the game. It allowed for a touchdown pass, which by the way, there's tw- there's Twitter pictures of uh, his knee being down before the end zone. I will retweet that picture so that you guys can see uh, that that catch right after that penalty was not actually a touchdown. Probably would have been anyways the guy wasn't in um and and it was a bit ridiculous but uh just uh, overall a really sad thing to see um and and it's nothing new it's absolutely nothing new this has been happening in green bay for years there is something going on in green bay with uh with the officials and if you watch packers games when they play at home you will see that i guarantee it moving on um Going to talk about the San Fran game. That those guys are no no joke. I am thoroughly impressed with that team and their defensive abilities. Um, just just unbelievable. I think it starts with their rookie Bosa. Kid's an absolute animal, and uh, and I think that San Fran's for real. Shockingly, I think that if you would have told me <laughs> that San Francisco would be undefeated at this point in the season, I would have laughed in your face. I would have bet you a lot of money that they would not be where they are. Um, so if, if you made that bet, congratulations. Uh, that is truly an unbelievable, um, an unbelievable thing in the NFL right now. I originally thought that L.A. would be a top two team in that division, 100%. And I think that most NFL fans would have thought that L.A. would be after, you know, going to a Super Bowl, you would think that they're going to at least finish top two in their division. But not looking great for them right now. Uh, with a loss to both Seattle and to San Francisco, uh, LA is is not in that spot. Um, so we'll see what they can do to turn it around. They've got Atlanta this this week. So likely um, a pretty easy win. Sad for me. Um, another shocker of the week, Jets beating Dallas. Uh... I, for some reason, I think it was America's game of the week. So I don't know why it was that way. And I don't know why the ending ended like it did. Uh, you know, I, uh, I was very impressed with Sam Darnold. Um, he did throw an interception. However, uh, to return like that and play that well, uh, was surprising to me. I I have never thought much of, of Sam Darnold. Um, Liked watching him at USC. Uh, haven't haven't ever thought that he would be an elite NFL quarterback. But last week he uh, he showed he showed a lot of promise. Um, not going to say he's one of the best yet, but he uh, he showed definitely a lot of promise. And and you know who scared me in that game was Dak Dak Prescott. Uh, I recently traded for um, my trade involved. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but my trade involved me receiving David Johnson, the Cardinals running back, and. Uh, Dak Prescott and I gave away Saquon Barkley and Matthew Stafford so I needed a quarterback obviously had to go get Dak Uh, he scared me a little bit wasn't wasn't exactly showing a bunch of promise in the beginning of the game ended with an okay score I think he had 18 or something like that so uh, I feel pretty confident about the trade especially with the way David Johnson played as well. Another uh, somewhat of a shock uh, this week was the Texans taking down the Chiefs. Um, they uh, it was just an entertaining game to watch They're all around. Uh, two great quarterbacks. I'm very impressed with the, the way the Texans are looking this year. Uh, they look amazing on defense. Um, you know, put put Patrick Mahomes in some tough situations. Uh, and, and good Lord, it, it, how can you not be impressed with Deshaun Watson? Just, I, I think he's probably one of the most athletic people I've ever witnessed play any sport, just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Uh, and, and I, I thoroughly enjoy watching him play every single time, even when he's putting up five touchdowns on my team, he's still very impressive to watch. And, uh, the, the Texans definitely look like a dark horse in the AFC right now. Um, and could give some teams some serious trouble. Uh, I I want to jump in really quick. Those were my my big shockers uh, of of this last week. I want to jump in really quick and talk a little bit about Baker Mayfield. Uh, I you know last week went off. Last week I I really gave him a hard time. Said some said some really mean things about Baker Mayfield. And I just want to talk a little bit about why some of those things were said. Here here is here's my reasoning. The guy has not gone a game without throwing at least one interception. Okay, everybody thought because there's so much hype around him that he was going to be an elite quarterback. And that's simply not the case, folks. Maybe I'm beating a dead horse here, but the guy the guy is not a great NFL quarterback. Last week he shocked me with scoring 19 points, which was his best fantasy game of the season. He still threw 3 interceptions. So just because you see a good fantasy score doesn't necessarily mean he had a great game. I'm I'm still sticking by saying that he is not he's not an elite quarterback and never will be. He does show glimpses, just slight glimpses of him being okay, but Definitely not what everybody thought he would be. And, and here's a bold statement for you. Kyler Murray is a better quarterback and will be better in the long run for any team that he ever plays for than Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray has is averaging 21 fantasy points a game, has two rushing touchdowns, and only has thrown four interceptions on the year. Baker Mayfield averages 11.2 fantasy points a game. And has thrown 11 interceptions, 11 interceptions this year, and has one rushing touchdown. So statistically, you tell me who the better quarterback is. Kyler Murray, head and shoulders above Baker Mayfield, if you ask me. The two Heisman winners, uh, studs out of Oklahoma, both very entertaining to watch in college. I think Kyler Murray has the better career in the NFL overall, um, and if I were I were the Browns, I would be I would be hovering over that panic button with Baker Mayfield for sure. Hopping into our top scorers from last week. Uh, Matt Ryan actually was the highest, uh, scoring quarterback in the NFL last week, uh, as far as fantasy goes, but I'm not talking about Matt Ryan right now because they lost the game. I'm going to talk about the man who won the game and, uh, who did better for his team. Lamar Jackson, uh, is this guy the next Michael Vick could, could Lamar Jackson be the next Michael Vick? I think he could be. And and it's funny because if you would have asked me hmm, nine months ago what I thought of Lamar Jackson, it would not have been very accurate. I would not have given you I would not have given you what he's doing today. It's it's truly unbelievable to watch this kid uh, play at, at this high of a level. Um, but I mean, th- the way I see it, Lamar Jackson could go one of two ways. He's either Cam Newton and fizzles out and is injured every other year and, and misses several games a year, or he's Michael Vick. And let's hope, let's hope, uh, without the, without the dog beating and dog fighting, let's hope he's, uh, the, the talent level of Michael Vick and Michael Vick on the field and not off the field. Um, cause that guy's real talented. And I, I do, I do, uh, respect the Ravens this year a lot. They look great. Um, Running backs, I've got James Conner and Nick Chubb. James Conner is... Makes my heart smile because I told one of my dear friends, Ron, to start him. Uh, I told him to start him over Matt Breida this week. May seem like an obvious choice, but um, kind of looking at numbers and everything last week, it wasn't all that obvious. I told him, you know what? I think James Conner has a great week. And of course, he's the number one running back uh, in fantasy. Um, Ron did win his game by one point. So I that is why I am so hyped on, on that advice Um, love that and and honestly James Conner might be the entire offense for for Pittsburgh after watching uh, Mason Rudolph take that punishing hit uh, and and not really sure where his health's at right now James Conner looks to be the number one guy in Pittsburgh so a definite start for a long long time uh, there with James Conner Nick Chubb I mean, uh, what, what else can you say about this guy? A second rounder, uh, and out of Georgia and, and the the kid can just play. Uh, he is the reason why, uh, the Browns have a semi dangerous offense. You don't want to mess with Nick Chubb. Uh, if, if you, if you run up on him, you're going to get ran over. And, uh, if you give him too much space, he's going to run right past you. The kid's a real talent. So watch out for Nick Chubb. He's been a very solid fantasy option all year. Stefan Diggs uh, is my number one wide receiver this this week. and and can anybody, can anybody tell me what's what's been going on with Stefan Diggs? I mean, the guy, the guy is complaining. He doesn't want to be in in Minnesota and he's he, all this drama with Kirk Cousins. And all of a sudden, here we go, a couple touchdowns and 43 and a half fantasy points later, he's at the top of my list, uh, looking good. So here's my struggle with Stefan Diggs. He has a terrible year up until week six where he hits 43 and a half points, right? So his trade value right now in fantasy is through the roof, in my opinion. Stefan Diggs has a very, very high upside and a very deep, deep low side. So... You might be able to catch somebody sleeping. If you can throw Stefan Diggs into a good trade, I recommend trading the guy. I got a buddy... Uh, living in Colorado right now who's got Stefan Diggs on his team and I'm telling you what dude trade Stefan Diggs get rid of him I know you can get a lot for Stefan Diggs and I say do it but ultimately it's up to you because because it's it's all dependent on your opinion of Kirk Cousins here's the thing Kirk Cousins has had two of his best weeks all year in the last two weeks so is he turning it around or has he just played has, has he just been lucky and played really well these two weeks uh, to me, it's hard to say. I, I think that uh, that Kirk Cousins has a chance to turn it around. But also, you know, Kirk Cousins has not looked like the quarterback that we all thought he would be coming out of Michigan State. Um, not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So Stefan Diggs. Trade value, uh, it's, it's tough to say, but I, I would say if it were me, if I had Stephon Diggs, I would probably be trying to get rid of Stephon Diggs for other solid wide receivers who have more consistent numbers throughout the year. I highly value consistency in fantasy football. Um, if you see a guy jumping up and down that's with his numbers, that's not the kind of guy you want on your team. So trade Stephon Diggs is my advice this week. My other wide receiver is Chris Godwin, and good Godwin, he he has looked like a real elite wide receiver. I think he had something, like I was telling my buddies, I think he had something like seven points going in uh, to the third quarter, like midway through the third quarter, he had seven points. So seeing that, I was like, uh-oh, what happened to Chris Godwin? And then And then as they started to try to come back in that game and try and make something of it he just got these kind of like these passes that were just during garbage time. Honestly, um, you know, he was the only guy who could seem to get open for Jameis. Uh, and, and, you know, Jameis is, is a real disappointment. Five interceptions. That's, that's pretty bad, buddy. Pretty bad. So, um, I say Chris Godwin is a start every week, uh, in a powerful, powerful Bruce Arians offense. Uh, he looks, he looks very, very good. My tight end of the week, Hunter Henry, how about it? 30 points. Targeted nine times and caught eight for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Whoa. It's his first game back since week one. And he, I would be surprised, but he might be still available in your league. Um, so if he is, go pick him up, obviously. Um, absolute stud. Uh, you know, hasn't hasn't played since week one. Um, but a huge part of... of uh, LA's offense and and can can seriously do some damage to a defense. So Hunter Henry a great option at tight end. For my flex, this one burns a little bit. Uh I've talked about Terry McLaurin on this show maybe too many times, but the guy the guy is just kind of hard to figure out and I think I have him pegged now. I think that that Terry McLaurin needs Case Keenum. Case Keenum loves going to this guy. And it looks like the Redskins have have solidified Case Keenum as their starter. So Terry McLaurin could have some serious fantasy value moving on uh, if Case Keenum stays in the game. Without Case Keenum, Terry McLaurin looks like uh, a guy that could be dropped. But I say start Terry McLaurin with Case Keenum in the game. Defense of the week fairly obvious, boring topic, New England Patriots. I'm, I don't like to sit here and talk about New England because we all know what's coming at the end of the season. New England is the one of the best teams that the NFL has ever seen. It's the most talented defense in the league, and these guys just get it done. Of course, they didn't play a good offense. They played Daniel Jones, who I think threw three interceptions, um, not a great quarterback. Uh, I'm getting rid of him this week. I, I picked him up off waiver wires after he had that shocker of an amazing game, and he has not panned out the way I thought he would. Um, so clap it up for New England. Good job. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my honor- honorable mention to Curtis Samuel just because I told you so last week. I told you he was playing a bad Bad offense and – or I'm sorry, excuse me, bad defense. And he went off for 23. Um, So if you started Curtis Samuel, nice work. Um, For my next segment, I'm going to hop into uh, this show's first ever Twitter questions. Thank God we are, we've are we made it. I've got people asking me questions on Twitter. I absolutely love to do this, folks. That's what I started this show for. So if you have questions week to week, who do I start? I got this trade. I need help. Please send them to me on Twitter. Um, even if you don't want to go with my advice, I just love answering Twitter questions. So um, my first Twitter question comes from my buddy Derek, who was proposed a trade. He was going to receive Amari Cooper, receive James White, receive TJ Hawkinson, and he would ha- he would have had to give up Chris Godwin, Jared Cook, and James Conner. I told him that he would get an answer uh, on episode three, so here's your answer. Absolutely do not take that trade. And you saw why in in week six of the NFL. Amari Cooper had just over a point. James White did what he's done all week and will continue to do and just hover above 10 points every week. T.J. Hawkinson had uh, another average game for him. He's still a rookie figuring things out. Um, and and you would have had to get rid of Chris Godwin, who had, what, the, the second most wide receiver points, uh, the third most wide receiver points all week. Jared Cook, who had 12 points, and James Conner, who was the leading running back uh, last week. So a great job declining that trade. Nice work. Um, Derek, I, I I think that Amari Cooper definitely has some big upside long term. Um, but James White is going to be just over 10 points every week. TJ Hawkinson, I would be surprised if he had another game over 15 points all year. Um, whereas with Chris Godwin, he's going to be he's going to be above 20 all year for the rest of the year. Jared cook is going to be up and down. um, and he might be the push with TJ Hawkinson. It's not, it's, there's not really a clear winner there. Um, and, and, you know, James Connor, obviously I already talked him up, uh, on this show. So, um, a great job not taking that trade. My next Twitter question comes from my buddy Caden and he asks what NBA all stars would play the best in NFL positions. Now this is a fantasy football show, but I want to answer this question. I do like this question. Um, and I, I like this question, and I don't like this question. and here's why. Really, this is comparing apples to oranges, but I like I like the question. it's it's often debated um, among sports fans. so here's here's my best answer. Obviously, everyone knows about LeBron. Everyone heard about the joking that went on between LeBron and Pete Carroll those years ago. All of them were jokes, obviously. If you believed them, you're stupid. So, uh, obviously, LeBron will never play in the NFL. Obviously, there will never be, and this is my opinion, there will never be an NBA player who, who moves into the NFL and plays on, a, a, on an NFL team. That will never happen. And here's why. One word, toughness. So LeBron is, is a phenomenal athlete. Do not get me wrong. However, he doesn't have half the toughness that it would take to play in the NFL, all right? He gets hit one time pretty tough by a hard-hitting safety like Earl Thomas. The guy is done for his career, Uh, everybody talks about, um, you know, how, how great of a tight end or a wide receiver he'd be. Yeah. If he was 10 times tougher than he is, he might be pretty dangerous out there. He's very tall, obviously has that leaping ability and speed that you would need. Um, but I think that I'd probably pick him third, fourth round, uh, just for the durability factor, third, fourth round in fantasy. So, um, not, I I don't know that he would be an elite wide receiver, um, My next guy, Russell Westbrook, I would throw in at running back. The dude attacks the rim like he's mad at it. It's, it's bonkers how good this guy is, uh, on the court, but, um, he's got the, the, the right amount of size and speed. He's actually one of those guys that, that might have enough toughness to play. Um, not that he ever would. Why would you leave basketball? Uh, obviously, but Russell Westbrook would be my pick at running back, um, I like Blake Griffin at, at a, at a D-tackle or a D-end. Big physical guy, uh, might not have enough speed for, for a D-end, but mean enough to play on, on the defensive end. Um, I'd say Kawhi Leonard at wideout. Uh, the man's fast, he can jump through the building, um, and and is, is a quiet guy too. I like him a lot, Kawhi. Um, but I'd throw him out at wide receiver, see what he can do. Um, and then uh, one player that's not an NBA All-Star, but I would love to see uh, play is Zion Williamson. We don't know what he's going to do um, in the NBA, uh, but we'll see. Obviously, we know he's a real talented athlete. Um, And it's funny because uh, a while back, Dabo Sweeney, the head coach at Clemson, actually told uh, the media that that if Zion came out for his football team, he could play any position he wanted. He would love to see him on a football field, which is ironic because he decommitted from Clemson. To go to Duke. Uh, so it's just funny that Dabo Sweeney said that. Um, but I imagine Zion Williamson would be uh a Khalil Mack type player, just big, stocky, that outside linebacker with speed um, and a mean, mean man to play against. So that would be my answer to uh NBA NBA players playing in the NFL. Um just kind of a fun little bit there. Uh pickups of the week. Who should you pick up off waiver wire? If uh, Jamal Williams is still available, he's rostered in 25% of leagues um, on ESPN. Uh, He would be a great pickup. Had a pretty good week this week. Um, Was injured earlier this season um, after a mean hit, but would be a pretty solid uh, pickup just to see what he does uh, there at, at running back in Green Bay. Another good pickup would be Auden Tate. For Cincinnati, a wide receiver, Uh, he's only rostered in 21% of leagues on ESPN and had a pretty uh, promising week last week. Obviously, you know um, that A.J. Green is out for those guys as well as John Ross. So it's Auden Tate and it's Tyler Boyd there at wide receiver for them. Uh, My next pickup would be Darren Fells, Houston's tight end. Had two productive weeks back to back and and also plays the third worst defense against tight ends this year uh, in week seven. Wouldn't be a bad pickup if you're really struggling at the tight end position. I like him a lot. Stardom this week. Uh, I know Keenan Allen has had two awful weeks. Uh, not great and w- from what you'd expect out of Keenan Allen, but I think he has a bounce back week against Tennessee. I know Tennessee has a pretty tough pass defense. They've been really good against wide receivers this year, but I think Keenan Allen bounces back in a big way. I think he's a must start this week. Another stardom, Brandon Cooks. Talk about a guy who's had two bad weeks in a row. That's the guy. Uh, this week he plays Atlanta, and you know how Atlanta is. You know how I feel about Atlanta's secondary. Uh, have fun. Have a day, Brandon Cooks. Sit him this week. Do not start Kirk Cousins and do not start DJ Shark, in my opinion. Uh, Kirk Cousins, like I talked about earlier, has had two good weeks in a row, but he's playing Detroit's defense um, and, and might not be the guy. I think that if you truly believe Kirk Cousins can come back in this season and have a good rest of the season and be productive. I would say this week, maybe add him to your roster um, and, and sit him uh, against most quarterbacks. Um, do not start him. In my opinion, DJ shark. Uh, he was a guy that I talked up in week, in episode one of this show. I do like DJ shark. Um, we didn't see Gardner Minshew have a good game last week. Uh, and, I don't think that DJ Chark uh, had a great game either. He pulled in three of his seven targets um, and, and plays a great defense against wide receivers this week. Probably not your best start there with DJ Chark, um, which transitions well into everyone's favorite segment. I was wrong, starting with Gardner Minshew. Yes, had an had an awful game last week. Uh, and you know, just, I think that there's, there's a lot of hype around this guy. There's just, he's, you know, I don't want to call him Baker Mayfield, but there's just so much hype because he has so much swagger. He has so much, uh, Mojo behind him that that it's hard not to like him. You want him to do really well. Everybody wants him to be a really good quarterback. But is he the is he the quarterback that the Jags need to to be successful this season? We don't know yet. He's just he's too new. He's too young, um, and we'll, we'll see how he performs. But I was wrong about Gardner uh, last week, and and he did not have a great game. Uh, I was also wrong for trading. I traded away. For Tyler Boyd. I gave up an injured Deshaun Jackson and an injured Marquise Brown and received Tyler Boyd. Now, my thought process behind this was correct. You've got John Ross out and you've got AJ Green out. So Tyler Boyd's the number one wide receiver in Cincinnati. So why wouldn't he be good? Last week only put up four points. Might be, might be a, a sketchy situation for me. Might not have been my smartest trade, but who knows? I might, I might roll the dice this week and start him. I'm not sure yet. Uh, it's, it's a sketchy situation there with Tyler Boyd. Um, yeah. Boy, was I wrong about Malcolm Brown. I tweeted out um, late last week uh, that Malcolm Brown might be a good pickup since Todd didn't play. uh, And Malcolm Brown scored a shocking four points. I um, I told everybody that he would have right around 17 and a half. And I was... 13 and a half points off. So, wow, I was dead wrong with Malcolm Brown. And here's why. Todd Gurley makes that offense tick. He is the offense for, uh, for L.A. Why else would they score no more than seven points? True, San Francisco's defense is great. I have to give credit to San Francisco's defense. However, Todd Gurley is an elite running back who makes that offense work. Jared Goff is a system quarterback. The guy needs to hand the ball off to Todd, watch him run for over a hundred a game. And then when they go play action, that's when, that's when good old Jared Goff can play. But without Todd Gurley, LA does not look like an elite team. They look like a team that could finish last in that division. It's, it's sad what they look like without Todd Gurley on that team. So don't start Malcolm Brown if Todd doesn't get to play this week. I think Todd comes back quick and um, is is back scoring, scoring several points a game again very soon. Um, I talked about Baker a little bit. Uh, had 19. Still not a good game. I'm not going to beat a dead horse there. Uh, and I already talked a little bit about Terry McLaurin and that whole situation. So... That's the show, folks. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Please ask me more Twitter questions. I love answering that, at FantasyFiendZero. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks.